Hello, you are listening to We Need to Talk About Games, a bloody lovely show where I get a bloody lovely guest and we talk about a bloody lovely game that they like. And today I have the bloody lovely Bertie Gilbert. Hello, Dean. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. You, yeah. you seem very excited. I'm very excited, yeah. yeah. Well, um, so if people don't know who Bertie Gilbert is, he is a, a short filmmaker, which, you know, because that's what he makes at the moment. He's going to make longer films, I've heard. There's rumours. I hope so. Um, you you like you like things that are longer than fifteen minutes, don't you? So I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done a few that are twenty. Minutes, oh, really? Thirty-five. Oh, of them. Oh, jeez. Twenty-six. Wow, well, I haven't been doing my uh, research. Clearly. More numbers. Twenty. Which one's twenty-six minutes long? I don't know. Uh, Rocks and Blue. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Six minutes thirteen seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what he does. He does. Uh, yeah. He does films and mm. stuff, and the occasional vlog when he feels sure. like it. Yeah, mate. So, what what game do you want to? Today, Dean Dobbs, we're going to talk about. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. From Software's... From Software's... Magnum Opus? I would say it's just like it's Magnum Opus. Probably. I think, I think the Dark so. Souls fans kind of disagree. Well, but they think it's like easy mode, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, like... Fuck off. It's not easy. I've and played it. It's not like, easy. Um, Shut up. Yeah, like Bloodborne. I Bloodborne. Never, I never finished... Dark Souls 1 or 2, mm. started them. Yeah. I think I got as far as get ready for this for anyone who's played Dark Souls. Do you remember the skeletons at the beginning of the first game? That you didn't play... You no, played I haven't Dark... played the first Dark Souls. Basically, you go to the hub world and right. there's some skeletons. Sure. And it's... you couldn't get past them. Couldn't get past them, so I, I traded it in and got uh, Rayman Origins. Um, oh, well, you love Rayman Origins. So. Yeah. I traded in GTA 5 to get Rayman Legends. <laughs> <laughs> so... Trading in all these, like, <laughs> yeah, like... acclaimed video games. For... <laughs> and equally acclaimed. I mean, they're great games. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... anyway. Um, yeah, so I gave up with Dark Souls 1 and 2. Yeah. And then Bloodborne was the only one I actually finished. Yeah. So that felt like a rite of passage for me. Yeah. So, so you did finish Bloodborne? Yeah, yes, you I did. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, where should we start? I mean, Well, I mean, we can talk about... I mean, for people who don't know what Bloodborne what the, is... What the game is, yeah. yeah okay, um, well, I want to try sell it. Can I try sell it? You can try and sell it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't have to sell it to me. No, can... no, no, but to whoever's listening... Yeah, do it. ...perhaps is a bit sceptical. So Bloodborne is one of my favourite games ever. It might be my favourite game. I'm not entirely sure, but it's, it's definitely up there. Essentially... Uh, God, it's kind of hard to put into words. It yeah. is a spooky fest game uh, where you play... It's a, it's an RPG uh, to an extent, vaguely open world, vaguely kind of linear. Uh, you you go around this incredibly mysterious, mystical, scary, horrible, despicable, disgusting world uh, and you die a lot and uh, you, you uncover legends and <laughs> there's not much of a story but there's enough of a story there that you are compelled to... Press on, and it's it's really you good. You did a terrible job. Did I really? I don't I, like. I was trying to go. If I didn't know what he was talking about, well, well, that sounds shit. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, take two. All right, take two. Beep beep. Bloodborne. Uh, magical, horrible, scary, disgusting world. The most disgusting, evil, putrid creatures you've ever seen. You have to kill them all, and you have to kill these bosses, and you have to level up, and you have to make your way and uncover all the secrets of Yarnum and uh, Cthulhu is there and <laughs> everyone is is out and there's spooky uh, vampires well that's the there's no, no vampires I mean actually. like you've pretty much summed up what it you play it as a guy who go, well a guy or woman whatever yep. or any, everything in between a person and uh, you go around fighting monsters you do uh, and then there's like a little plot sort of that sort of drip fed drip fed within it all about yeah. the, um, the horrors of the cosmos the so. horrors of the cosmos so it's it's made by the guys who did Dark Souls which is why we've been talking about Dark Souls up until this point and what I like about their games is that they the story is very loose and it isn't handed to you on a platter. And we were joking the other day, every interaction with an NPC is like 
cryptic dialogue, cryptic dialogue. <laughs> yeah, they always have like a really so cheeky, like, mystery, like, basically, you're not supposed to trust anybody that you bump no, into. No, no. They just go, oh, another hunter in Yarnum. <laughs> yeah, they give a little chuckle. They're like, what are you chuckling at? What, yeah. What's funny about hunters in Yarnum? Oh, this night goes on forever. When will it end? <laughs> and it's you're like that. what do you mean it won't end what? yeah. what's happening like, yeah, they're not yeah. subtle about their mystery but it's part no. of the charm yeah. Um, and yeah and ultimately it's a game about how insignificant we are and how we give ourselves to these higher entities and how uh, unhealthy that can be yeah for, I mean it's literally um, so if, I, if I'm right in this world of Yarnum which mm-hmm. kind of looks like a ye olde like sort of ye olde English yeah. town so or it's a kind of spook town yeah um, underneath it, they find um, uh, catacombs yeah. that belong to a, a, a race from thousands of years yeah. ago. And in the tombs, they found the, they find the corpses of these, I don't know, creatures. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And some of them are like people, but some of them are not. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out these things are actually from space. They're from fucking space. And it's pretty much about how uh, when they discover these ethereal corpses and the intrigue that a lot of people take in them... Uh, how it just destroys the world and well, it's the blood, isn't it? That's it's it. the blood. Yeah, that's the bit we're missing, isn't it? Yes, that's in the, that's in the title. Yeah, <laughs> the blood is like sacred, and well, they they extract it from the bodies, don't they? They do, and yeah. then they find out it has like healing properties and stuff. Yeah, and sen- it has healing properties. It's uh, apparently really tasty. Yeah, because they, lovely. They, they they literally like it, it replaces like all of um, it's like currency. It's yeah. like it's like, like yeah, it replaces currency. It yeah. replaces like um, uh, ale. Uh, bars and stuff yeah, like yeah, instead yeah. of getting like a pint of beer yeah. they get pints of blood yeah. now and they become addicted to it and essentially yeah. it turns everybody into uh, monsters and stuff yeah. um, so it's this vaguely victorian society that kind of gets drunk on cosmic blood yeah and then they, like, all they turn... don't none of them like second guess where it comes no, from they're they, just like this is a bit nice yeah, isn't it yeah and like, they all turn into they turn into beasts and hunters these special special i guess are they specially trained these like I don't, I don't know how it began. But... Yeah, but people who haven't been corrupted by the kind of curse of these cosmic beings and the blood, they go out in the evenings and they have to slaughter all the horrible beasts that yeah. lay in their wake. And then obviously the problem is, though, is that the blood has like an infectious quality to it, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah. Um, if you're exposed to large quantities of it, it almost like, I guess like, if I don't think it says this, but I guess it gets like, it gives off fumes of something. Yeah, And yeah. suddenly the problem is of being a hunter and exposing yourself to all this blood, yeah. um, it could essentially turn you... You get a bit corrupted by Yourself, it. yeah. yeah. So there's like, there's dangers to the job and all yeah. that, and that's who you play as, and yeah. that's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, but yes, simply put, it is you killing horrible monsters, cosmic beings, uh, a bit... Some commentary on religion. Yeah. Uh, amazing... I mean, one of them is, like, literally the Pope. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's the yeah. Pope in, the w- in a wheelchair. Yes, like... he is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And he points, doesn't he, to... Uh... Oh, well, we'll get to that. Yes, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, but yeah, it's a grand old time. Very fun. Very difficult. But the atmosphere and the uh, art design and just the the scale of it all and, and the originality. And it's so Japanese in a really, like... No, I get really you. pleasant way. But not in a kind of... I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's, like, it's uh... lovely. Yeah, like, um, the story elements are very, like, H.P. Lovecraft yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess, like, uh, one thing I want to start off with um, is uh, the reason I'm, uh, you know, one of the reasons this game is also, like, important to me mm. is uh, I moved into your place, yes. your home, uh, about two years ago now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ish. And yes, yes. I didn't own a PlayStation 4. 
and I remember you did, mm-hmm. and the two games that you showed me were Amazing Spider-Man 2 oh, and Lego so, Marvel Avengers. So good, both those games. So fantastic. It's a bit embarrassing though, because Amazing Spider-Man 2, and I will I will openly admit, is is garbagio. <laughs> but fucking, I mean, Marvel, I've got like a ninety percent completion on Lego really? Lego Marvel. Yeah, you got a platinum yet? I think so. Oh. I've like unlocked every character. I mean, well done. But How's also... the duck? They're all there. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. embarrassed because that game isn't very good. Yeah, I mean, and I, I tried to show it to you, and I tried to convey how good it is to you. And I, you I don't buy it. Piss. Like I really don't. <laughs> yeah, no. I love Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It was gonna happen. Yeah. It's staying yeah, in the podcast. Thank you. you got my hopes up, and now you've yeah. Thank you, thank you, Dean. But um, thank yeah, you. like you showed me that, and I've got to admit, I was quite skeptical on PlayStation. Yeah, you games. are. Uh, and then I believe um, maybe any free had passed or something mm. like that. And Bloodborne was shown. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's something. That's only it was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. I think I think like obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I said you should check this out. Yeah. I didn't even know if it was going to be any good. Yeah. I just knew it was the closest thing to a PlayStation game that I actually gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I love is the fact that you ended up really enjoying it, which was like obviously yeah. that's no credit to me. Like I literally just went, you should check it out. So and I, you did. My perception of Bloodborne was like. It was kind of intimidating. It was like it was made by the guys who made Dark Souls, and I knew those games were supposedly incredibly difficult and sort of hard to get into. And like, I didn't like the title. I still don't like Bloodborne. Bloodborne, like it, blah, blah. like it just blah 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 blah. It's it just it sounds like I don't even know. It sounds like a sort of shit like comic, like, like yeah, no, vampire I get you. comic. I mean, I like it's Bloodborne with an Bloodborne. I mean, it's a clever title in the sense that's where the whole plot comes that is from true. it's born from the book. and I guess born with an e at the end is sort of ye, ye olde English yeah but I get time. what you're saying though. Yeah. it's like it sounds like a, um, like an angsty teenager would be no it does it really like, does um, and I think Alia my friend Alia who got a PS4 and he got like a poster of Bloodborne with it he was like I was like you need to play Bloodborne he was like what that fucking like spooky like witch game I was like because <laughs> all he had was the poster and I was like well yeah yeah, it, yeah but there's, there's a bit more to it well, um, but yeah I, like, I remember um because in my head, I was like, this sounds like a great game. I obviously, like mm-hmm. I said before, never finished one or two. Yeah. Um, but I thought, what a, what a great... Um, it felt like a fresh start. Because yeah. It's got nothing to do with those games. But it's the same kind of game, but a, a new setting. And a setting I really like the look of. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I like the sort of gothic vibe yeah, they've gone yeah. for. And also, it, looks, it looked great and oh, still yeah. looks great. Yeah, it does. And in my head, I was like, wouldn't it be perfect if... We just sat there and like we sat in front of Bertie's TV and PlayStation and we played Bloodborne and mm. tried to get through it. Yeah. Normally, when I say to people, you should, you should check this out yeah. and I fantasize about all these like moments yeah. we're gonna have. They don't tend to yeah. happen. But this, <laughs> like, yeah. you were just like, it was really funny because I thought the first time we played it, you were just gonna be like, I'm gonna stop. Yeah. But then I was instantly taken by it. Yeah. I mean, like, I had seen all the reviews are really good and just there was nothing to play like on the PS4 like. Infamous Second Son was the closest thing to an actual game. Yeah, that's weird because yeah, well, yeah, you, you had Far Cry Four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I did. I can't. It was lovely. <laughs> um, but I wanted, yeah, I wanted like this is like a game. This is like a fucking actual game. Um, yeah. Something substantial and like something yeah. you can get lost. In. And I think us playing it and us struggling with it and that like first area, I can breeze through that now. Like it's almost yeah. like the playing those games is so intuitive and the controls are so responsive and so like satisfying. It almost becomes like a second language. Yeah. But like back then I didn't speak that language. And like <laughs> that fucking first area took like 
so long. Do you remember we were just sat there? I was like, Dean. It was like, I don't. Yeah, because honest, that was the point where I went, oh no, this is this is gonna end up just like any other Souls-like yeah. game I've played. You're gonna give up. Give up. Yeah. You 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 barely get past anything. Yeah. But like I I remember like um there was the wolf that's right at the beginning. Yeah. You went into full panic mode. Yeah. Like because you don't have weapons. You that's don't the first have anything. thing you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you sort of have to let him kill you. Oh yeah, you have to die, don't you? Yeah, you have um, to die. Which is uh, quite clever. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously a bit silly. Yes. Uh, for anyone who's like not used to that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because that's something I go, ah, oh, game design. That's really clever. Yeah. Because dying is something you're going to do a lot. It's such an integral part um, of the game. Yeah, yeah, and you need to learn what the penalties are for dying. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when you die, you get sent to the um, oh, what's it called? The hunter's dream. That's it. The hunter's yeah. dream. Which is sort of like your hub world. It's like a hub world, yeah. Um, and the f- uh, yeah, and the fact that yeah, I just remember you running around. We were just running around like idiots because yeah. we couldn't figure we out know what to do, what yeah. we were supposed to do. Yeah, it was fucking. There was a mi- when we found out that's you had to die. Yeah, there was a mixture of oh, and also oh, fuck off. Yeah, like and the thing is, I would have, I would have given up in those first few hours because it was so difficult and we weren't progressing. But it was just it was the world that I was like, the mu- I want to see what's going on. Because when I saw, like, these people with, like, pitchforks, right, with these red eyes coming at me, and then you saw, like, a giant, like, dog thing on a crucifix being burnt to the stake, I was like, what's happening? What's I, happening? I need to like, find out. I need, like, yeah, what yeah. is going on? Where what, the hell am I? Uh, yeah, and, like, I remember, um, yeah, because... I, I remember the, the first area really, really well. Yeah, I, do. I think I remember it more than most of the other places. I remember every single placement. I mean, every... you've, you've played, you've got multiple saves on yeah, that. I you've do. got multiple characters. Yeah. You've got Tarek, you've Tarek, got Xavier. Like Xavier, I've uh, got Asterix. Asterix, Savannah. Savannah, Ben Cook. Um, ben Cook. Yeah, all of those guys. Yeah, you've played it way, I've only done it with the one character so yeah. far. Um, so you obviously know, but I, I remember that initially because we spent so long with it. Yeah. But it was also good though because. It, we were learning like how to appropriately go like the backstabbing feature where you can yeah sort of, that is the most useful thing in the or game. the uh, the kind of stunning them with your gun yeah and yeah, yeah. Going, and doing a critical attack yeah. Um, yeah and I remember like that sort of side relief when we got past that yeah. and then realized that um there was this sort of big archway and there was a big door and every time we went near it it would go bang yeah and then we were like oh no what's behind it yeah yeah and so we'd feel that sense of like yes we did it we yeah. accomplished something even though it was the beginning there of the was game always more and we yeah. went oh no what's behind the door yeah and it's this big like troll thing yeah um, but I, I actually remember you actually handled that pretty well the I troll think, guy yeah i think you killed him the first go i think so well there's there's the axe where you can like spin Attack. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. that was very. That was. A like, good they're so everything's intimidating. Yeah. Oh, everything's intimidating. But it was so. It. W- what the fuck? Oh, we gonna Dean's tum- stomach just sort of reverbed. I don't know what to like. <laughs> I don't a, know. Have you swallowed a phone I recently? But yeah, like you just you just look at it and it's like it's so difficult and it's so grisly and so horrible. But you look at the sky and it's like purple and like there's like orange like beamings and it's like, well, like they do um if, if i'm right um when you start the game yeah yeah um obviously i know we're talking just about the beginning area but yes the beginning area pretty much sums up the whole game yeah, experience doesn't yeah. it but i remember you start in that sort of decrepit sort of library room yes you see the wolf all that sort of yeah. stuff and you get killed by the wolf pretty yeah. much in the, immediately so yeah. then you're sent back to that building yeah and there's that moment of going oh, god's sake i'm still in this building yeah but literally as you soon as soon as you go out or you or you are you're giving a gate in front of you, and then just the purple sky death yeah. horizon in front yeah. of you. And you already get like, but what it does, you see the horizon, but you can't walk out towards the horizon just yet. You've got a path that makes you sort of walk 
the right. side of it. Yeah, so you're yeah. basically treated to like a, uh, a stunning whole, vista. A stunning vista, and you're yeah. like, I can't wait to get over there. And you can. You That's can, the thing yeah. with that game. Like, yeah. you'll go there. You'll go yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah. And we've been treated to things like that in like loads of open world games. Yeah. But like, yeah, I agree. There's not many games where it's a purple sky. Yeah. Like things, if the sky is purple, yeah. things have escalated to a point yeah. where yeah, absolutely. Like, you're just like, hmm. What? The sky is poisoned. Yeah, the what? sky is poisoned. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. And well, that's the thing, like, I, the reason I was so put off, until I played Bubble and I was really put off from playing, like, Dark Souls and stuff, because I knew it was so hard and I knew it was rewarding, but the kind of fantasy setting, um, even though they do it in quite an original way, it still kind of felt like, oh, I've been there, I've played Skyrim, I've played, like, all these games. But then Bloodborne, it's like, it's so familiar, but so not. Like, this vaguely looks like a Victorian English town. Yeah, it's like, it's Victorian, it's Victorian English, it's got that sort of gothic yeah. thing. That was one thing that stuck with me. I was yeah. like, it was the gothic stuff. I, love I was the like, gothic stuff, yeah. Because, like, gothic can be, like, can be really cheesy. Yeah. Like, think of it, any other vampire video game ever. Yeah. Or vampire. That, that sort of stuff is kind of, like, cringy. Van Helsing and shit, And it's yeah. the only time, for me, I think, as well, even though there are elements of, um, this is just totally out of nowhere, but even though um, in gothic stuff, like, um, like Frankenstein and, sure. um, uh, and Dracula and all that, there's always yeah. the element of, like, um, sex and stuff. Like, gothic, gothic yeah. stuff is really, like, bit raunchy. very promiscuous. Yeah, and there's not much of like, that. There's yeah, like, Bloodborne is the Bloodborne. gothic without the sexiness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if there is, like, um, anything to do with... Because there are, like, um, pregnancies, that's a big thing in the story. Yes. We won't get into that, but... Sure. Um, but they twist it, and it's nothing's appealing yeah. in Bloodborne. No, but that's nothing. what makes it appealing. Yeah, Everything yeah. is so bleak. Yeah, I had to press on because I just I didn't I wasn't ready to leave. And like Bloodborne, my first playthrough of Bloodborne took me like a while, mm. and I was I've never been so I've never like nourished and like loved like how long a game is taking me as much as that. Like I get to like because because in the hub world there are all these like tombstones. And you realise that each tombstone, uh, you can travel to different points in the world. And I was looking, I was like, I've played 40 hours of this game. There are still, like, five tombstones that I have not touched. And I remember just thinking, fucking yes, oh my god. Like, <laughs> a game that doesn't take 12 hours. Like, You'd be like, I give am, me more! I am still here. Like, I'm still fucking playing this game. Yeah. And like, I there's things to learn, there's, there's things no to end do. in sight. Like, I, and I was, so, I was so happy to, like, be still doing it. I'm so, like... I, I can play Bloodborne now, but, like... That first playthrough, there's like, there's, there's nothing else, nothing like it. There was I mean, nothing like it. I, I um, I love how we, we, I mean, once again, it's all story, I guess, yeah. but um, how it it's it slowly drip feeds into everything, like because you're never entirely sure what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you're fighting a monster. The monster yeah. looks horrible. I mean, yeah. if anything, the monsters hit you first, so that's enough reason for you to fight it. Sure. Um, you've got to survive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. If there was a plea, plead to the space god to, um, <laughs> to, to spare alone. me, yeah. I would take it. Oh, yeah. But there are just moments, um, like, for example, um, I think you um, you told me about this. Um, it uh, was a, There was a guy with a bag, with and you talked about this t- tall guy with a bag, mm-hmm. and what, what happened? So I was walking along. I'd, never, I'd not seen any tutorials or anything. I, I, don't, I didn't, hadn't read any of the lore or anything like that. I've seen all that stuff now. But I was walking along, I was minding my own merry business, I was uh, walking about, killing some fucking zombie men, and this tall gangly guy with a bag, like, he puts his hand out, and there's this kind of vortex around his hand, and he's kind of dragging me towards him. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slew this guy. And I try <laughs> to kill him, and he's like, we are not, like, evenly matched. He is, like, a very high level. He kills me, and then a cutscene is triggered... I'm being dragged around in a bag. He's put Where me... you would usually expect a game over screen. You'd usually get a game over scene. You'd usually respawn in your last kind of checkpoint. 
Uh, but no, he's dragging me along the ground in a bag. I wake up in a fucking, like, prison cell. All my, like, weapons gone. And, and like, you're in an entirely new area of the game that you've never seen. Entirely new area, yeah. And, and no, I think I did have my weapons, but, like, I just had to... I basically had to bust out of, like, this Victorian spook jail. I mean, like, what a treat. I mean, it was amazing. It was like, where am I? And, like, there was... You had to get through it. I couldn't go back yeah. on the path I was already on until I fucking busted out of there. Like, you told me about the lantern. Yeah. I was just like, how are you finding Blood Bowl? And you told me that, and I was like... I was like, that's great. Yeah. Like, because video games these days have this thing where they have to tell you almost everything that's in it. Yeah. Because they're worried you're not interested enough so, and you won't invest enough time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so like, the when you told me that, I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. But also... You could have just missed it. I could have just missed it. Yeah. And also, if I'd found it by accident... Mm-hmm. Like I did. Like you did. It yeah. was just like, it was that's magical. very, very cool experience. It was terrifying and I was pissed because I was like, oh, fuck, where am I? Like, how do I get out? But I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. And then um, another moment, I can't remember which boss it is, but you, you kill a boss and then all of a sudden these sort of uh, walnut-faced Cthulhu things start showing yeah. up. So there's, okay, so there's, in the game, there's a thing called insight, which is with like every boss you kill and you can pick them up. Uh, it's like, it makes you more in tuned with these cosmic beings. It kept, Like we were saying, you're kind of more drunk on, on that kind of, uh, that power and you're kind of more consumed by it. And when you get to a certain level or you kill a certain boss, all these horrible Cthulhu walnut faces, uh, they're called like amygdalas. Yeah. You just see them around in the world. And it's like, they were always there, but you just couldn't fucking see pulling them. Pulling the strings. Yeah, pulling the strings. And I love it. And what? And even, thing... though, even though you're revealing the strings, you're still not, you still don't know why the yeah. strings are being pulled. Yeah. So not... you've seen the puppet master. But oh, what's you... that? Oh, like, yeah. It's such an interesting way to go about it because like, yeah. usually the, the, um, what happens is in like plots and stuff when it comes yeah. to like, I guess any conventional plot, you know what the scheme is. You just yeah, don't know who's yeah. behind it yeah. and that ends up being the big reveal. Yeah. But Bloodborne goes, no, Here's who's you, behind it. there's something bigger than you happening. Yeah. But then you go, but why is it happening? Yeah. And then it goes, no, nah, you, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. The missus is home. The, miss, the missus. Hello. Hello, sir. Savannah's here. Savannah's here. How was school? Hi. Good. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. What have you got there? What did you get me? Oh. Oh. I didn't get you anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, that's very kind of you. Oh, what, where were we? Uh, oh, I was going to say, um, yeah, so, so, as, so the game starts off and the vibe is, is a very, like, kind of horror show like you see these like we said it was victorian era gothic men with pitchforks there's kind of werewolf type creatures there's different spins yeah, going cursed beast cursed beast there's like different spins on that kind of era of like horror and it's 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 like okay cool there's like witches and stuff but as as you go on it kind of all these other cosmic elements reveal themselves and it kind of descends to the point where it is just this batshit like you're fighting these like Fucking like space creatures, Ibritus, daughter of the cosmos, whose face was the entire universe. I, that that was wicked because that was an optional boss, optional wasn't it? Optional boss, yeah. Um, when we came across that, yeah, um, we were uh, live streaming on Twitch. We were, weren't we? Um, we had many, many a fun time. Yeah, uh, sharing. And that like, game. what I'm saying, it doesn't like there aren't like UFOs or anything like that. These aren't like aliens, so to speak. It's still mm. very much the same game, and it still feels in keeping. But it's the fact that it so seamlessly goes from horror show you know spooky fucking whatever to like 
you are so fucking insignificant. Look at these cosmic beings. It's pure like and look at how it is destroying your world. Yeah, it's like so existential. existential like dread. Because yeah. it's um, like oh, I'm gonna kill this thing, but what's the point? Because they're so much more powerful than me, and and I'm like nothing. I can kill him, but there's probably more. There's probably more. Yeah. I mean, you do get to kill one of the uh, nut nut faced. You do. Cthulhu things. Yeah. But then there's like eight more of yeah. them. So and there's like a bit where. You, you go through the you go through like two different portals for whatever reason and you find yourself in this like twisted new city and there's like five of them and they're literally shooting laser beams out their eyes <laughs> and somehow it's been so seamless that the same game with like werewolves and shit it feel, it still feels like you're playing the same game like it's not jarring yeah 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 and it's like you, you don't even notice it happening but you're like fuck oh god things are getting horrible Ooh, even worse than they were before oh, even worse yeah. even so worse that i missed the purple sky yeah not <laughs> yeah. this blood red one now it's I'm... red <laughs> oh, lovely. it's bleeding sorry i thought purple was the bad color of the sky <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um what was yeah. that uh what was that song that we played over what was the boss called again so uh, when we were fighting a Brutus daughter of the cosmos who uh in this deep cavernous cave it's an optional boss she is this giant like squid creature and her face you can see the entire cosmos in her face and she was a really tricky boss so difficult oh my god so fucking difficult and what eventually got me through it we were streaming while we were playing and again a big part of this game and we can talk more about this yeah. is the boss fights the boss fights are the most horrible daunting painful rewarding like cathartic experiences um and we were fighting i was fighting abrita's daughter of the cosmos and we start we thought right i need music to pump me up okay what you got yeah, for me it, dean so I pulled on, a, I think it's called Change Into Power. It's from the uh, Digimon movie. From the Digimon movie. I'd never, like, I'd heard of Digimon. I'd, I'd know nothing about it until this fucking guy, right? I'm sorry. Brought it into my life. And uh, it goes, uh, Change Into Power. We got the power. We got the strength within. And we're gonna fight to <laughs> so win. So imagine a space monster over yeah. that. I'll loop it underneath this. Yeah. Imagine so a space monster. So I, I, I arrive in this cavernous cave, right? This huge daunting, the cosmos is staring me in the fucking face, right? I have my axe and I'm just slaughtering it, right? I'm stabbing I it. I've got my ass. I've got my ass. <laughs> well, I've got that as well. <laughs> Goes without saying, Dean. And I'm just slashing it. I'm hacking at it. I'm shooting bloody like fucking gun. I'm just like, I'm trying to destroy it. I'm trying to destroy it. I'm dodging its attacks. It's laser beams. It's like, it's shooting stars oh, yeah, at me. Oh yeah, it shoots laser beams, shoots doesn't it? Fucking laser beams, right? And 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 all the time, changes the power. We got the power, and that is what got me through it. And I defeated Abrisa's daughter. Of the it Cosmos. was it was quite an exhilarating yeah. time. Yeah. Another one was um uh oh what the hell was his name the uh the the spider boss. Do you remember him? Rom. Rom the vacuous Rom. spider. That's it. Rom the vacuous so, spider. Insulting Rom, name. Rom the vacuous spider. And this is when the the game sort of starts to turn because you you emerge from this like creepy forest where you're fighting these like serpent men, and you emerge and this school. And this is where all the kind of horrible stuff dealing with the blood and the cosmic being started because I believe a teacher who worked there, he started influencing his students into like studying this stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's all his fault. And you find the guy who like taught him and he's this old and he looks like the Pope and he's on a little rocking chair and he's like... <laughs> oh yeah, because we were walking and we were like, what's he doing? Because we thought he, he was probably going to be a threat. No, he was just sat there. Yeah, he was like... Yeah, and what and he the, does, the moon was there. The moon was there. It was beautiful. This, the ocean is in front of you, and like that guy used to be a normal human, right? But he has been so corrupted by these cosmic entities that he is just like a vegetable. Well, he um, he uh, he has a metal plate over his eyes because he, he believes. Yes. And if you take your eyesight away from yourself, yeah. you'll focus on the inner self. Yes, that's true. So he's blind. And all the enemies in this area have loads of eyes and are very eye-themed, and it's it's repulsive. 
And but what he does, he has this staff and he points because I think he appointed himself as like the priest of this new religion. Yeah, I mean, created. he straight looks like the Pope. Yeah. So he points his staff right into the ocean, right below the moon, and you're like, "What the fuck do you want me to do?" Yeah, because we were sat there. Okay, yeah. Jump off the cliff. I was like, no, like, surely not. I'm not going to do that. I'll just like, die. Yeah, because you're like, oh, just yeah. to clarify, we, we should have mentioned this. Um, when you fight monsters in Bloodborne, you gain, um, what, what is it? Is blood, blood echoes. Blood echoes. Yeah. Um, and you use those to level up in the to game. To level up. But if you die, things. you, you lose, lose them all. Yeah. And yeah, if you die, you can go back and get them. But if you die before you get them back, they're gone good. Yeah. good. So, so trusting the Pope to jump off a cliff. Yeah. Well, sorry, trusting the Pope's advice for you to yeah. jump off a cliff did not really seem like an I option. I wasn't ready, you know. And I just slaughtered a really like high level hunter because sometimes hunters who are kind of similar to you, uh, they can be aggressive. They, fu- they fuck you up. They fuck you up. So I just killed one. I've got all these blood echoes that I can buy some nice gear. I'm not going to waste that. Buy some nice garments. Nice garbage, right? So, but... We didn't see what else to do. So I literally, I run off this cliff, I jump into the ocean, and then fucking... For a second, it looked like we died. Yeah, though. But like... it makes no sense. But you fall through the ocean, and you land in this, like, white, eternal void. Like, you're just beneath the ocean. You're not underwater. You're in this whole new world. The floor's wet. The floor's wet, <laughs> and it's all white. And then Rom the Vacuous Spider's over there. Rom... Literally used to be a fucking like maths teacher, basically. <laughs> he was a fucking PE teacher. Have you met Rom? Have he, you met Rom? What? Yeah, yeah, he teaches yeah. math. Because later he's on, he's a fucking spider yeah, now. Like that's what I love. These fucking the story of these like teachers getting so corrupted on the blood of aliens that he turned into a fucking spider and a vacuous spider, a vacuous one. I, mean, I don't know what that means. I mean, like, I, Rom the vac. Have like, you ever? Have you ever said to someone? Like you go, have you heard about you heard about Jeff? Yeah, yeah, he's a vacuous. I mean, cunt. I would use the word vacuous to describe <laughs> like shit YouTubers. Oh, fucking vacuous. There's nothing going yeah. on. Yeah, you get that right. Yeah. Vacuous. So it's like it's like Rom is like oh yeah, he's just like he's a vlogger. Like he's so. Is he, is he, I mean, he's just thick. <laughs> he's is just, what that means. Oh Jesus. He's a vacuous boy, and he used to be an RE teacher. Uh, every time he's a different subject, and. We fucking... I, I fought him and he was so difficult because he deploys all these spiders and you're in this massive Oh, yeah, void. there's some mini romlets around. Mini, mini romlets. <laughs> rom babies uh, are crawling about. And what song did we fucking use to power through that? Take On Me by Aha. Oh, yeah. And that was fucking... That was a that was a beautiful day because I wanted I was like slashing in time with the song and I was dodging like in time with the song. And that, again, that is what... And I remember that. That's the thing. The thing I wanted to talk about was like... So many games nowadays are so like passive and so many games are aiming to be like cinematic. And I think mm. there is room for that and like things like Uncharted and, and all that stuff. It's, it's really cool to see games look like films, but a game that is just so, you know, a game and how the story and the gameplay mechanics interweave and like actually challenge you yeah. and actually demand you to like engage with it, I think is so much more important and so much more like rewarding. And I think that's what games... I think well, those are the best. I mean, I literally, uh, I literally read about um, get this. It's a video game podcast, and we're about to talk about Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. uh, but I read, I read an article um, about it. He was talking about story in games, right? And he was saying that there's a there's a huge issue if the story is what's pushing you through the game. Yeah. And I actually saw some people comment and saying they're like, "No, I need a good story to get through a game." And it's like, "Do you?" Yeah, it's like surely. It's the, the game, what you're, what you're playing yeah. is rubbish if yeah. you need a setup. Well, exactly, exactly. Like, we talk about, I mean, well, maybe we'll just, well, we are going to do an episode about this, but I won't say who because spoilers sure. for the future. But Binding of Isaac is a perfect example of that where you get like, yeah. uh, you, you have just a smidgen of a story, yeah. but the game is so bloody good that 
it's just like yeah, the the the, the story is just a bit of bonus yeah. trimming. It's a, bit, it's a crumb. It's yeah. the same with Bloodborne. And that's like, the thing, yeah. Bloodborne is like it's so fun and so satisfying, and the controls are so tight and like, you know, there's no like press triangle to counter. Like no no dodge. Like move yourself out of the way of this fucking axe that's gonna. Oh, come it's and not kill a you. passive game yeah, at all. It's not passive, but it's not like, it's not like Quop. It's not like absurdly brutal yeah, yeah like yeah. it controls well and it's fun to play like it's so so fun once yeah. you like get the hang of it um, and, and also um, in terms of like what, what makes it my favourite favourite thing like mechanic wise in Bloodborne yeah. is um, so Dark Souls very slow mm-hmm. and it's quite um, a lot of shield very meticulous and yeah. like it's like about blocking and waiting yeah, for openings. Exactly. Bloodborne is the complete polar opposite yeah. which might sound like a nightmare but mm-hmm. what they do is um, if you get hit uh, and take health what happens is instead of the bar health bar completely depleting, you get like this sort of lighter shade of red that yeah. pops up, and you see it sort of deplete um, and start. Yeah. And what the idea is, is, between that window, that's a time window for you to hit strike back yeah. at the monster. And, and if you, you get, do manage to, you actually regain health. You regain health. So it yeah. encourages you to fight like a maniac. Yeah, it does. Even though sometimes that might not be the best thing yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but because the animation and everything's so fast, it's it so fast, really yeah. like. It's and, like, and the, and, I'm and not going to let you take this from me. I'm going to fucking, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. And the enemies are equally as fast. Yeah, like, absolutely. There are some slow ones. Yeah. But um, that's my favourite yeah. thing in the whole game. Like yeah. The fact that it encourages you yeah. to maybe... Because the whole point about um, Bloodborne's thing, it works in the story, it's about rage. Yeah. And, like, the game encourages you... To go mad. To go mad. Yeah, absolutely. But it goes, but isn't that the best thing you could be doing right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. And it's like... No, exactly. It's... Yeah. It's nice. It's very like, nice. It's very good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and, like, yeah, it's it's... All this coming together, like, beautiful world, like, animation's so fucking tight, control really good, and, like, you want to be fighting these creatures, because they're so, like, in- creatively, like, like rendered on screen. You're just like, these things are bloody magnificent, I can't wait to murder I them. I can't wait to destroy it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's like, so many games are so passive, and so, like, forgettable, honestly, that, like, it all just blends into one, when I recall certain games, like, like, for instance, I've been playing a bit of Watch Dogs 2, it's a fine game, it's fine. I don't remember, like, anything. I don't know where I was. I don't know what mental state I was in when I was playing it. Bloodborne, I distinctly remember, like, you know, Murgo's wet nurse, you coming upstairs. Oh, jeez. Taking down this boss. I remember where we were. Oh, yeah, I I beat beat the wet nurse. I remember the songs we were playing. I remember the fact that this game was what cemented our friendship. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I mean, the t- when I took out the wet nurse for you, because you couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm oh just, I'm sorry. I mean, but he's played like we said. T- we said he's got multiple saves, so I he's have. he's beaten the wet nurse on his own terms. I have, yes. But on the first playthrough, I was like, "Can I give it a go?" Yeah. And I didn't think I, I stood a chance at you all. Fucking, you fucking did. But it. I nailed it. And yeah. all I remember is yelling a lot. Um, yeah. So this boss, Mogo's wet nurse. Let me just describe her, okay? She's this huge. Um, Okay, so there's this like subplot that's again very loose, very vague, very up to interpretation to do with uh, this woman giving birth to this horrible demon baby thing, and the wet nurse, which is sort of the nanny, I suppose, of this baby, is this like huge witch-like figure. I think she's invisible, but her clothes are the only thing. She's got like this cloak on. She but... kind of looks like a, a dementor. Yeah, she does. Meets, uh, I mean, it's got like angel wings and stuff, yeah, and like. It's got, she's got like six limbs and they've all got fucking yeah. big knives and she's like really fast and she was so difficult. And yeah. I, well, I remember fighting, getting really close to it. And then I remember she's fighting me with her six arms and I'm like, that something's going to change. Yeah. Like this, because yeah. this, I'm doing too well. Yeah. Turns out she clones herself. She does. And so I just had this inkling 
like there was this like little puff of smoke or something just on the right and I went what's this and then also the second one and I just dodge it at the right moment yeah. and that's when panic sets yeah, in yeah. and I, I remember you're watching me you fucking, you're doing that yeah. thing you keep shouting woo you go yeah. woo yeah, like when you get excited yeah. like we watched the raid and you did the same yeah, thing I try to, yeah I try to hype you up woo 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 <laughs> um, yeah. but somehow well. I got through it and I felt like a badass. I yeah. think I beat the first boss in Bloodborne as well, didn't I? You did the yeah. Yagul beast because it's the most Dark Souls Soulsy one. Just yeah. a top, hot hot tip for you guys: if you ever play Dark Souls and the end, the boss is like a, a really tall guy who's just like you know, uh, he's got as many limbs as a person does. I'm sure there's a word for that. Do the legs? Yeah, just do the legs. Hit his legs. Just hit the legs. They don't yeah. know what they're doing. You know that one's optional. The one on the bridge is optional. That's optional. Really? Father Gascoigne's the first proper boss. I did. I. Okay. I just, I remember those moments and I remember like connecting to this game through you and through like, I don't know, it was, it was like, well, it was I so special. It was so special. I always have like, because I love, uh, I love fantasy stuff mm-hmm. and all yeah. that sort of shit. Me too. Um, but we have like, um, I don't know, I, like it's, it's not, it's not very easy to find people who have time for that sort of stuff. Because like some people, it's, I mean, it's all a matter of taste, sure, isn't it? Sure, Um, but you know, some people won't, won't like fantasy stuff mm-hmm. and I think sometimes there's like a I don't know there's something there's a level of uncoolness about it a little bit yeah like, I, I mean I don't think it's uncool but sure. I think that like some people just give you the impression yeah, that it yeah. should be it's like lame. Lame. Wizard and wizards and warlocks I mean remember yeah. how Alia was taking the piss out of Dark Souls yeah. 3 <laughs> yeah oh like, yes I know the dragon crystal quickly now yeah dra- the dragon crystals yeah, yeah so you forget that we're level 42 so um, there is a sort of perception of yeah, yeah. of nerdiness and yeah. all that and I'm like, how can you not enjoy this stuff? Like on yeah. a visual level. That's saying Blood, that's why Bloodborne is maybe more accessible because it's it's slightly on the fringes of that fantasy thing where it is more gothic and it the setting is a bit more um it's 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 a bit more rare in video games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it was kind of fun to like think I was just like, Hey Bertie, you should check out this this game. I was like, to, in my head I'm going it appeals to me on absolutely every yeah. level. This is entirely selfish recommendation. Yeah. I want you to spend forty nine ninety nine on a game, on a game, so I can enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out we you played fucking, it. Yeah. You played it more than I did. Oh, I adored it. You would come like um, you would come down to where I was a. Uh, I'd staying bring in your my place. TV down. Yeah, you bring the TV down and play it. Yeah. Uh, I'd still be on my, be on my TV playing again because yeah. you refused to part from Bloodborne. Yeah. No, um, I did. Yeah. So Dean are both are fucking 48, 50 inch TV screens, <laughs> right? Massive, massive TVs. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'd literally two fucking TVs, both with Bloodborne on them. And I'd be like, Dean, you having fun? Yeah, mate. I'm having a fucking great time playing Bloodborne <laughs> right now. And like, we'd be on the beanbag and like, be like, are you having a fun, are you having a fun time, babe? Yeah, and it's the weird thing because I was somewhat late to like video games. I got my first proper console when I was like twelve, um, so like I didn't have those like. Oh, I remember when we were like seven playing fucking Ocarina of Time or anything like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And this is probably the closest thing I have to like, oh. like this fucking game with me, me and my friends, just like. Loving this game. Me and my friends in the gothic landscape. In the gothic <laughs> landscape. Are we gonna live? <laughs> Me and my friends. Um, and then, yeah, and like, do you remember Vicar Amelia? That three yeah, days, the dog thing. Three days I spent. I was literally about to say, you came down and I said, how's Bloodborne? And you were like, I'm having a great time. Um, I've been on the same bus for three days. Three days. And I was like, what? Vicar Amelia. That so- was the moment I realised that you were into it though. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, he hasn't you given spent up. three days yeah. on the same thing. Yeah, I'm determined. I mean, so Vicar Amelia is one of the, uh, quite an early boss in this really cool part of the game, uh, which is the, uh, what the hell is it called? I'm getting my Dark Souls 3 and my Bloodborne confused. I'm not Cathedral of the Deep. 
What's it called? It's uh, called Cathedral of something. Grand Cathedral. I think it's the Grand Cathedral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's this big kind of like, uh, this huge like uh, church right at the top of this hill. And there's so many obstacles in your way to get there. And once you finally fucking get there, <sighs> Vicar Amelia is waiting for you. And she's this big, she starts off in a cutscene as this like petite woman. She then transforms into this ravenous, massive dog. Uh, covered in bandages with like horns and she's screaming oh she's the charging scream. at you it's like ah! I might try and play one underneath yeah. this alright she goes like wait here, I'm gonna make it make it like I've made the noise okay she goes like this <laughs> it was pretty oh, good that's great that thank you really good yeah job. it was a pretty good impression yeah. Yeah. round of applause yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna add it in but... yeah, that's great <laughs> thank you Sam um and three days are spent on her, and she, like, heals halfway through it, and it was a fucking... But fuck me if I don't remember just fucking like destroying her. And I have that, you yeah, know? I, I, beat, I defeated her. I've defeated like, her, like, four times. The moment now. you told me you spent three days on it, I went, I think you might enjoy Bud Bon. Yeah. I think we're gonna. I think me and Bertie are going to be uh, good friends if we yeah. can both go, yeah. hey, isn't that gothic... Um, yeah. uh, what is it? I don't know. This gothic, slightly weeby yeah. uh, video game, isn't yeah. it rad? And yeah. we're like, yeah, it is. Yeah, babe. It fucking it's bloody is. Best. Do you know what made like something that really convinced me is when I saw that weapon that was like a big bit of hammer, like a mat, like, it was like oh, and it. I remember because yeah, we... you have a sword, right, and a fairly normal looking sword, but on your back you have this big like block of like silver, and then you can go into a special fight mode. Where you literally shove your sword into your back, and then you just have a massive hammer. It's like the ham the hammer's like three times as big as yeah, you. Yeah, because we were we were figuring out because for each weapon you have like uh, you have two modes. Two don't modes, you? yeah. Um, it's like yeah. a fast mode and a kind of heavy mode. I, yeah, because the, the hammer was like hanging on your back, and we were like, so "What's even it?" And he like sort of kind of unclicks yeah, the sword like, from the handle, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And I remember both of you and me just went pretty much in sync. We were just like, "Oh, that's cool. That's great." Yeah. yeah we were yeah. like, yeah. "All right." Yeah. Oh, um, God. I mean, and just the weapons, and it's interesting because. I, since then, we've played Dark Souls 3, and that was sort of, I kind of felt like, because that was probably about a year after. Yeah. And it kind of felt like a weird sort of sequel. Like, it, it felt like, a, not only a sequel. I was really excited. For I was as well. I was just like, yes, yes, Not yes, only yes. a sequel to Bloodborne, but like a sequel to just like that period of our lives. Like, yeah. we were a year older, we're I mean, back, we're man, playing a new From Software game. I really hope there's a new, I really hope there's Bloodborne too. Oh my god. And like, a reason I love Bloodborne is that it is this self-contained thing and mm. it's like this neat little package and it's, it is less complicated than Dark Souls because Dark Souls, there's so many more weapons and there's so many more, there's like three times as many things to level up and you can do so many different classes. Bloodborne is simpler in that there's pretty much one kind of character you can play as and there's like a select number of weapons and you know exactly how they all work. Um, but like, yeah, Dark Souls 3, I was, I, it, it, I don't know, it felt like, a, a follow-up. Uh, yeah, felt... it was like, did you like that? Did you like that time of your life? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Uh, but yeah, a reason I love Bloodborne is because it is this self-contained thing. But if there was a Bloodborne 2... Oh, Bloodborne. Again! Didn't the director say he's never going to make any of those games again? Well, I hope someone oh. bribes him enough. Any any, any, final, any yeah, final thoughts? Yeah, I just remembered. So, PJ... Yeah. Kate the PJ, a man who loves video games, I constantly try and get him to play games that I like. Mm. Um, to the point where, and this shows how dedicated I am to Bloodborne and how many, how forceful I am in like, you have to fucking play it to people I know. I've, me and Sav visited PJ in Brighton, uh, PJ and Sophie, and I was like, PJ, you have to play Bloodborne. So I, I brought my PS4 and we were so busy, we never even played it. You brought, wait, of course you don't own it on box version, no, do you? I, so you brought... I brought my PS4 to Brighton to get PJ to play it and he still hasn't 
fucking played it. And PJ, I'm actually getting angry now, okay? You need to play Bloodborne. It's so good, all right? Because PJ said he played Dark Souls 1 and 2 and he couldn't get into it. This is completely different. It's a different experience. You'll like it. You'll love it. I'm, I'm going to say that too. Yeah. Have you ever, um... Have you ever fucked Bloodborne? <laughs> well, it's so tricky, you know? It's, what it's, do you mean? It's... You either did or you didn't. The disc or the box. I mean, I don't know what you're trying to say. I had the... Both. D- I have a download version, so... Both. I had the downloadable version. Okay, so. did you fuck the download? <laughs> I did. Did you really? This sounds like, you know, Spike Kids Game Over. This sounds like the X-rated version. Junie. This is called We Need to Talk About Games, not We Need to Talk About Spike Kids Game Over. <laughs> Junie, I need to fuck the data. What? I don't want to, Grandpa. Well, you got to. Junie, this butterfly. This isn't going in. <laughs> it's got to go in. It has to. <laughs> it has to, Dean. Uh, um, but yeah, no, Bloodborne is an absolutely splendid game. And if you like video games, you should play it. And if you don't, if you... I mean, I think if you don't play it... You can't. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, right, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, this has been We Need to Talk About Games. Uh, it's been a bloody lovely show. I've had a bloody lovely guest, and his name is Bertie Gilbert. You can check him out at... What can they, what can they check you out at? You can check me out on um, youtube.com forward slash Bertie. Twitter.com forward slash Bertie Gilbert with all the vowels and Gilbert not there. Um, you can check go on my IMDb page, um, my Big Cartel page. You can go to all of it. All of it. Vimeo. Vimeo as well. So. Right, good. Um, <laughs> this I don't know how that's going to sound. No, it's probably going to sound terrible. Okay, good. But that's fine. Yeah. Uh, this has been We Need to Talk About Games. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Bertie, for doing this. Um, yeah. I love Bloodbath. 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 Say it with me, Bloodbath. Bloodbath. Bye. 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 <laughs>